trying to bring him down. She will often tell him that he's a bad dad, that he's lying to his kids and all kinds of things that I don't know where she gets all this from. And that's why you do not need to be friends with her. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to episode 211 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. What's the 211, Lori? An episode on the podcast. (laughs) Let me start off by saying we must add a disclaimer. There is mention of abortion and suicide. Okay. All right. So, David, what's going on? Oh, we were supposed to talk about the graduation of the sweet baby boy. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. So, my baby boy graduated high school. Very, very proud mama here. And we decided to do a dinner the night before at a semi-local restaurant. And invite whoever he wanted as far as family. (laughs) From my side was David's mom, my dad, David's brother-in-law. Well, I guess he's my brother-in-law too. And niece. Right? Mm -hmm. And me and you. Right. And from his dad's side was... His mom, his dad, his stepmom, his great aunt and great uncle, his girlfriend, her sister, and her parents. We meet at the restaurant, and things are kind of (laughs) awkward. As you would imagine. (laughs) Could you feel the awkwardness? Yeah, um, I could, but I also didn't know most of the people. So for me, some of the awkwardness is just the fact that you're in a room sitting with people you don't even know. And on top of that, not only do you not know them, but they don't really engage with you. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's like... um, Like they nacho you. (laughs) Yeah, Typically, if you're sitting at a table with people you don't know, you try to get to know them or you, you know, listen in the conversations and stuff like that. But it was a very clear line between uh, where you sat and who you talked to. Yes. And I was sitting at the line. (laughs) (laughs) And not only that, but as I mentioned, Jackson's step-grandmother was there. And his grandmother. Right. So there's that blended family crap going on there. Yeah. Which, you know, guys, let me mention this. They are, what, in their 70s? Yeah. And still having to interact with the other side. (laughs) And still not liking it. Right. This blended family stuff never goes away. And it's still (laughs) awkward. Yeah. Which is why you need the tools to deal with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, <laughs> I have to say that one of the relatives comes up to me after the dinner and says, 
something to the effect of, you've done a great job raising Jackson. And I'm thinking, is he being serious or is he He was being joking? serious. Is he joking with me? Like, I kind of took it as a joke because I kind of laughed it off. Because <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know these folks. So they might be like me and they're button pushers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but you know, if it was a compliment, it was, uh, it was very nice. If it was a joke, then um, I wish I would have come back with something better. <laughs> no, it was a compliment. <laughs> okay. It was a very big compliment. Awesome. Yeah, they, they know. Um, they know. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but anyway, very proud of my baby boy. He graduated third in his class. And with oh, a... Four. Uh-huh. Class of four. No, it was not. <laughs> and I think his final GPA was like 5.12 something. Yeah, some crazy number. Yeah, he's kicking booty. I'm very proud mama. And he only has a few more classes to get his associate's degree because he did dual enrollment. And his GPA for that is 4.0. Hmm. So, very, very proud of my little pumpkin head. Where does he get his smarts from? His mama. Are you sure? Yes. I don't know. The book smarts, the rest of it, I don't know. I look at I look at the mom and dad and I still wonder. <laughs> it it sure been. as heck wasn't from the stepdad. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one that did good in school. Okay. I was a classic underachiever. <laughs> and you still are. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so enough of that. Let's talk about our guest today. Our guest today is Dana. She's been blending one year, but had a failed blend before this one. Oh, poor Dana. Yes. Hardest part of blending for her is letting go of what she can't change. Mm. That's a hard part for a lot of folks. Well, it is hard, but once you realize it's out of your control. It is 100% out of your control. It's freeing. Mm-hmm. You stop trying to control the things you can't control. Mm-hmm. I can't control the weather. Am I going to go outside mm-hmm. and scream and cuss at Mother Nature every time the weather's not what I like? Or am I going to try to do some kind of voodoo hoodoo dance and make the rain come or go away? Or well, the, the real challenge is identifying those things. And I know it sounds easy. Oh, and no offense to the Indians that do rain dances because I am partying. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, you, you would think it would be easy to understand and identify what you don't have control over. But a lot of people think they have control over things they don't, or they think they should have control in areas and situations where they don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the challenge is. Like, you know, when you walk outside, you have no control over the weather. You right. know that. Right. But when you're in a situation or you're in a, you're in a family dynamic, there is an assumed, sometimes assumed level of control. And it takes you a while to realize, you know what? I really don't have any control here. Or I don't have control over this other person's actions or reactions. So there's, there's a lot that has to be understood and figured out. Mm-hmm. In order, in order to have that, but but you have to recognize where that happens, and then kick into well, I don't have any control over this, so the only thing I can control is how I let it affect me. Yes, that's what I was getting ready to say. 
Yeah, so let's work on that. For instance, I have no control over whether your kids did the dishes or not. Mm-hmm. What I have control over is how I let it affect me. I yep. can be upset for one minute. I can be upset for two days. The choice is mine. I remember somebody used to say, um, I was upset for two days because so-and-so did such and such. And and now I'm mad because I was upset for two days. Yep. <laughs> like, good grief. Yep, it's true. <laughs> but it's learning to control your emotions and learning to respond versus react. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are saying, but Lori, you can control if David's kids do the dishes. All you have to do is scream at them and tell them to do the freaking dishes mm-hmm. or tell David to make his lazy kids do the dishes. People, no, 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 no. Yeah, you might get them to do the dishes once or once in a while, but there's other things that you put into motion by handling it that way. It should be handled in the way of, hey, David, when you get a chance, can you help me do the dishes while I start dinner? And then David can go, you lazy youngins, I told you to do these dishes three times today. You ain't done nothing but sit there and play games. You're going to be here till you're 30, playing games on the Xbox. And then the whole time you're going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my response would be, what? You're going to cook? David. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to a friend of my mom's yesterday. I don't remember how we got on the subject, but she said, do you cook a lot? I said, I try not to. <laughs> she said, what do you mean? I said, I try my best not to cook. And it's not that I can't cook. Well, that's that's a up for question. I have burnt many you, things. Yeah, but you you do a you do do a good job. I have to separate those words. You do do. <laughs> I do do. There are things that you do well when you cook them, and you and you understand what those are, and that's what you focus on. Uh, getting you to try to cook something new is a little harder. Yeah. Well, back in the day, I cooked a lot. Really? But, yeah, and then I got out of it, so. I'm done. I'm done with that phase of my life. I've moved on. <laughs> well, this is a topic for another day, but yeah. I honestly think that sometimes it's cheaper for us to go out to eat. Yes. It depends on where you're going. <laughs> yeah, it depends on where you're going and all that. But you think of like some of these places in town, you can go get like a meat and three vegetables and a drink for like 12 bucks. Yeah. 15 bucks, something like that. I'm like, we couldn't do that at home. Yeah, you're going to pay $20 for the meat. Well, Mm -hmm. it kind of would probably balance. You'd be close. But you don't have the dishes. You don't have the stress of Lori cooking and burning stuff and getting aggravated. and Yeah, Yeah, the the prep work, the cleanup work, and everything in between. Having to go to the grocery store to buy the stuff. I mean. And use it before it expires. Oh, that's all. All right, folks. So. (laughs) Yeah, you better change the subject. I'm changing the subject. (laughs) One thing I want to mention that is awesome before we start listening to our interview with Dana, is her boyfriend gives her one night a week alone. Hmm. Kudos, boyfriend. Kudos, boyfriend. I give you multiple nights a week alone. What? (laughs) Going upstairs and playing games or watching TV or going out to the building and leaving me here with the puppies is not giving me a night alone. We will discuss this further. If you say so. (laughs) I say so. (laughs) All right, folks. 
Let's get to listening. Today we have stepmom Dana. Hey, Dana, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Lori? Good. Tell us about your blend. Hey, okay. I right now have boyfriend and he has two daughters, 12 and 10. Actually, one of them turns 11 in a couple of weeks. And that's it. No bio kids for me and no hours kids. Okay. Do you just not want kids or it just wasn't in the cards? I have never wanted kids. I knew that from a very young age. Uh, I went through a brief period of time where I did want kids, but that has very much passed. So you knew at a young age you didn't want kids. I've heard this a lot from people. Okay. And it just shocks me that some people are like, I knew in kindergarten or I knew when I was eight that I didn't want kids. Yeah. Is that because you were a pain in the butt as a kid and you're like, I don't want anything like me? (laughs) I was an angel. Of course, of course. (laughs) My older sister always wanted kids and she would always talk about it and I was just like what no I don't no thank you um so yeah I don't know I just knew I just it's just not something I want to do yeah it's a lot of responsibility it's a lot of money it's a lot of time and I can I feel like I can barely take care of myself so oh I get it so the brief time that you did want kids Mm -hmm. what do you think made you change to where yeah I think I want kids so that's a whole nother, that's my failed blend, what happened before. So I actually, I was 28 and I had gotten pregnant. I'm calling this my quarter life crisis also. Okay. <laughs> I had gotten pregnant. I knew I didn't want kids. I had an abortion. I had no idea that the depression that can happen after that, I didn't know how bad it gets or how bad it could get. And so I ended up with a guy very shortly after who had a baby on the way. And I stuck with him for a while and the baby was born on my 30th birthday. And I was there at the hospital and everything about that blend was perfect except for the husband. But that bio mom was amazing. We actually met up a few months before she gave birth, we had lunch. It was kind of like a date. We get along great. She's a really good person. She would include me in everything. She called me Mama Dana. Really? And, yeah. Yeah. She loved me being involved. That's probably because she didn't like him and you were yeah. so much easier to deal with. And Yes. I, I think that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah. So she was very willing to share, you know, responsibilities. We didn't have, you know, all the time we had them once a week, Mm -hmm. but yeah, she was very open. And to this day, we still talk and see each other sometimes, but yeah, that one, that marriage ended very badly. He is, he's really not a good person and he cheated and he does a lot of drugs and things like that. So just to clarify, yeah, the, when you got pregnant and had the abortion, Mm -hmm. you were not with the same guy that ended up that his had a baby. Right. And we do often hear that when people get abortions, they don't realize what that does to them mentally and for years to come. Right. Yeah. I I had no idea. In the moment, it was an easy decision. Right. You know, no, I don't want this and easy decision. And, you know, I think about what would happen 
if I came to that again, I don't know what I would do, you know, because it's, it, it has been very difficult to deal with that, that the, there's depression, there's guilt. It's really just a lot of very, very sad feelings Yeah, that I, yeah, I wasn't prepared for. Well, so, they don't, they don't give you counseling beforehand or after. No, no. And that really should be a requirement. Uh, yeah, I think it should too. I would have benefited from that a lot with, um, I mean, I got through it, but yeah, I, I didn't know. It was almost like, um, like postpartum mm -hmm. maybe is like what it's similar to, but I didn't realize that that even happened. So. Yeah. So you meet this guy and he's got a, he's got an ex that's pregnant mm -hmm. and you're helping with this baby. Is that mm -hmm. when you were like, oh, maybe I want a baby? Yeah, basically the whole time we were together, like after the abortion, I was like, I want a baby. Um, and I met him and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's have a baby. And he said, oh, I have a baby coming. So um, <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah. So I and his baby, I, I felt like he was partly mine. That baby, I was there the day he was born. Um, I helped raise him for the first year. You know, he knew me. He he wanted me more than he wanted his dad. I was around more than dad was. And I grew extremely attached to that child. Oh, yes. Yeah. But then things went south with the husband. Um, and I just had, I went through, oh, I, was, I said I wasn't going to cry because it's always hard to talk about. I'm sorry. It's okay. And it's okay if you cry. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is real. This is real life. Um, the depression that, that came with everything and then him not being around and we we broke up basically and he wasn't there and i did i got so low with my depression i did try to take my own life oh and it didn't take thank god yes thank god and <laughs> yeah and um that's kind of where everything turned for me in my life so i started therapy and i said i'm doing something wrong and picking the wrong guys so i did that single for three years and then I finally found a really great, amazing guy that I never thought I would find. And he has two kids, which is for a while, it was a, a kind of a deal breaker. I was online and I was thinking, no, if, if somebody has kids, I don't want to date them. But then I thought I'm getting older. I don't want to close myself off just because someone has kids. So yeah, because the majority of people are going to at that point. Right, right. So we, we met last, uh, let's see, almost a year and a half ago. We met in August and then I met his daughters that Christmas, Christmas day. I met them Aww. and then I moved, yeah. And then I moved in, in April. Okay. So That's it, yeah. a little quick. It's a little quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you met them in December. When did you meet him in August? Yeah, I met him in August and then met them December and then moved in. Okay. And when you met them, I'm sure you were probably a little nervous. I was extremely nervous. How did that go? It, it went great. They were excited to meet me. I will tell you, I have been for many years. I've been a camp counselor. Oh. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'm going to come at this kind of like a camp counselor. Mm-hmm. So I met them Christmas day. We had a really good time and it was just kind of like a brief. And then 
New Year's Eve, he had them on New Year's Eve. And so I said, hey, why don't I throw a New Year's Eve party just for us? And so I went into camp counselor mode and I got a bunch of dollar store decorations and I set it up when they were gone. And then I surprised them and I had crafts and all kinds of stuff and like a photo booth and necklaces, and light up stuff. And so I feel like coming at it more like a camp counselor helped me a lot. Well, and it probably helped you as far as your relationship with them, but also, let's see, how do I phrase this? Mentally for you to stay in your lane. Right. Not jump into, I will be your bonus mother. <laughs> right, right. And I, I'm very grateful for what happened in my past because it got me to this point where I can say, oh, I like... I don't need to worry about that stress and parenting for you because I feel like at times, like I, I don't want my depression and anxiety to get to where it was before, even though with him, with my boyfriend now, I, I don't see that ever happening. He is not like the other person I was with. Yeah. So I just don't, I don't, I feel like taking on everything for my ex-husband was part of the problem that got me to my low. And so going into this new relationship, I basically told myself, I, I cannot get involved in all of that. I just cannot. I feel like if that happens, I mean, literally I could die. Right. Is that, it's how I feel, even though like, it's not that bad, but I just, I, I came into this just going, you know, I just can't, I cannot take all that on. There's no way I can do it. And so that helped too, just already knowing like, okay, this time around, it's going to be different and I can just be myself and just have fun and be their friend, hopefully. Do you think, because in your relationship with your husband, there was this baby mm -hmm. and it's so easy to get attached to babies. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you felt like mom. Do you think that Part of your, I can't do this again, things have to be different than they were before, is a protection mechanism for you two to not get too close too quickly? Yes, I think so. Yeah. And they're older, it's harder to bond that way with the older kids. You know, it's easier with a brand new baby. Mm -hmm. It's definitely, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want to be rejected. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, bad I enough when you hold a baby and they cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's definitely a big part of it. Is I, I don't, I feel like I'm very much protecting my own heart. Right. Because that was hard to leave. Then when I had to leave my husband, I had to make the choice. You know, I had, I had to be done. And I, I still see mom and baby sometimes. And we're friends on social media. But for a while, I had to take them off. Yeah. Because I would just get too emotional. Yeah. And and that's a part that a lot of people don't talk about is how you get attached to these kids. Yeah. And I know people that have stayed in the blend because of the kids. And I don't think that's a good idea because I think your kids need to see healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. But some of them, I'm glad they stayed because those kids would have been lost right? without that person in their life. Right. Yeah. 
And you were going through not only dealing with, oh, my husband cheated on me, he's a piece of crap, and all those feelings, you're going through, I'm losing my stepson. I, I just can't imagine. That that had to be really, really hard. Yeah. But But you did it. Yeah. It was a good decision. It was the right decision. Did you think about trying to stay in his life? Yes. We, we, yes. Yeah, we tried it for a minute and it, it did not work. He's garbage. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I thought, oh, I can, you know, maybe I can stick around for the kid, but um, I just had, I just needed to move on. Break free from the chains. Yes. Yeah. So, and they're, you know, and that kid is doing fine. His mom is amazing. She is, I mean, she was on top of everything. Her communication was on point. She would pack him all of his meals and, you know, send instructions for whatever and all his clothes and I would buy him clothes and she's like, yeah, sure. She's amazing. So that kid is going to be fine. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have some issues because his dad's a piece of crap. But hopefully the awesome mom will outweigh that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's solid. So, um, yeah, he's going to be just fine. Yeah. So you meet this guy. He's got kids. You meet them. You're playing camp counselor. Uh Have things gone pretty smoothly for you over the past year and a half? Yeah. Things are very smooth. I don't get involved in things. I just stay out of it. They, you know, everybody, I grew up in like a very quiet family. Didn't do a lot of yelling. My boyfriend is Italian. He grew up. They yell when they talk, don't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he's not like that, but I mean, his family kind of is, and he gets like that sometimes and the kids can be loud and, you know, and they have, these kids are, they're going through it. Mom and dad are divorced. Their schedule is insane. Nothing is solid for them and they're, they're having a rough time. And I, I try to remember that when they, I mean, it's really only one of them that will sometimes act out, but besides that, I mean, they're really great kids and yeah, I just don't get involved. So it's been very smooth. There was one time and I regret it because it went exactly as you would guess that we were trying to go somewhere. And the kids were lagging and boyfriend, you know, was getting upset and he said, come on, let's go. The 10 year old didn't want to go. And he said, you know, it doesn't matter. You're going, we're all going. I think we're going to the beach. And she was just putting up such a fight and I got involved <laughs> and I was frustrated because this was my trip to the beach and I just wanted to go to the beach. And I said, Hey, sometimes you just need to listen to your parents. And she turned around and mumbled. You're, You're not, not my mama. parent. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, ah, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. And then, of course, dad stepped in and said she wasn't talking. To, you know, she's talking about me. You need to listen to me. And yeah, so I went, oh, that's right. That Oh, that's why I stay out of everything, because that's going to happen. If I try to intervene myself, if I try to put myself in like a parental role, I'm going to get that, especially from her, from the younger one. Right. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So I just I just stay out of it, and it's hard. I definitely. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if if they were my kids, you know, I would I would do it differently. I would do it like this. <laughs> do it like that. But really, I don't know. I'm not a parent. Those aren't my kids. I don't know what to do either. So 
you know, if there's a situation and, you know, I boyfriend, I feel like doesn't always, he's not like quite on top of things all the time. Um, and I just have to just accept it and love him for his flaws. And love him for your relationship with him, not his parenting right. relationship. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he really is an amazing dad. He is so great. He's. It's just, do you want him to eat broccoli every night? I know. I want him to not slam doors and to yeah. not yell at your sister and to not yell at your dad and please pick up your things and stuff like that. <laughs> the normal, you know? Yeah. And that's just, it's just going to be there. It's not going to go away. They are girls. They're getting older. They're going to become teenagers Ooh. and it's just going to get more difficult. Yes. But you are doing the right thing. Yeah. So I came at this at this relationship with this mentality and then I sort of wanted confirmation like okay you are doing the right thing and that's when I started searching for podcasts by the way Lori I don't listen to any podcasts they are not my thing mm -hmm. no podcast for me thank you and then I found yours and yours is the only one I want to listen to I don't want to listen to any of the others you know blended family things I just want yours oh <laughs> it's true because I feel like it really gets to the point it gets to the point of like, you know, the, like what you need to do. It's all, I mean, it's all right there. They're not your kids. They, you don't need to worry about these things. Right. And it, yeah. So it just confirmed like, oh, okay. I'm not being a bad girlfriend or a bad stepmom. I am doing what's right for me. And I'm not the only one that does it. There are more people that do this. And that's yeah. very validating. If more people would come in with the camp counselor mentality, they wouldn't have the struggles that they have. Mm -hmm. Now I can hear somebody now. You've always got these people. Mm -hmm. Well, a camp counselor wouldn't put up with them slamming the doors, but a camp counselor wouldn't take their iPad from them either. Right. And a camp counselor isn't standing right next to their parent. Right. Right. Yeah. Speaking of, are you ever left alone with the kids? Oh, my stepkids? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all the time. I take them to school two mornings a week. And um, their dad leaves for work at 7 a.m. And I'm here with them in the morning. I take them both to school those days. I mean, I guess that's pretty much it. But I'm not opposed to being alone with them. I'll take them places. Sometimes we'll go to the dollar store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't spend a ton of alone time with them. So you said something about their schedules. How often <laughs> do you have them? It's 50-50. I hate the schedule. They're here. They're with dad Monday, Tuesday. They're with mom Wednesday, Thursday. And then they alternate weekends. But whoever has them Friday, Saturday, then they swap and go to the other house on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Yeah. So they might be with us, you know, Friday, Saturday, and they're going to be with us Monday, Tuesday, but they got to go back to mom's for one night on Sunday night. Okay. Well, we see a lot of different variations in visitation. For us, we realized, in case you don't know, when we first got married, we had David's kids 11 out of 14 days. And then they went to 50-50, and they tried like the three days on, three days off, whatever kind of schedule. And the kids hated it. Yeah. They felt like they were living out of a suitcase. Mm-hmm. David didn't want to go a week without seeing his kids. Mm. So it was really hard on him, but he realized that was best for them. 
So they switched to week on week off once she was able to change her work schedule. And that way it was just easier for everybody because you've got those transition days mm-hmm. when they come back to you on Monday. By Tuesday, they're kicking into the groove of dad's house. Then they're back at mom's. But the one thing is there's no courts. Bio mom makes the schedule. Dad says, whatever, you tell me what to do. And she makes a schedule and that's what she wants. And the girls seem to do okay. It could be a lot worse, I think. Yes. They tend to settle in pretty quickly. But the the majority of the problem with this the flip-flop is that their stuff is all over the place. So, you know, they go to school Wednesday morning from, you know, they get ready at dad's house and then mom picks them up and they go to mom's house that night. And then mom will say, well, where's this? Where's that? Well, it's at dad's. Oh, okay. Well, now we got to go get it. And dad, when that happens here and they say, oh, it's at mom's, he gets very frustrated and he's not perfect. He gets, he gets very frustrated. He does not like all the back and forth. He doesn't like having to go, go over to their mom's house Mm -hmm. and get their stuff. He does it, but he grumbles about it the entire time. Right. You can't expect the kids to lug everything to school and back. No, you can't. And he, that's, yeah. So this is where I, I bite my tongue a lot because mm-hmm. he knows. I, I mean, he's not stupid. He knows. Like, what are they going to carry their jujitsu uniform and soccer cleats and all of that? They're going to take all of that. Their dance shoes. They're going to take all of that or whatever they need for their mom. They're going to pack a bag and take it to school. Mm-hmm. So it is hard when he gets upset with them. And I feel like they didn't do anything wrong. Right. It's the nature of the schedule. Right. Right. And I, you know, I don't, I don't, he's doing it, my boyfriend, he's doing the best he can with what he's got. Right. And it's okay to get frustrated. It doesn't make him a bad person. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just stay out of it. Again, I just leave it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Be frustrated about it. And I have my opinion and I'm just, I'll just be over here. Yep. I'll just say my opinion in my head and we'll have a good conversation and life will go on. Yes. (laughs) Me and my seven personalities have had a real long discussion about this. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So how far away does Bio Mom live? She lives across town. It's like a five minute drive. Oh, okay. So that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still inconvenient, but at least it's not 20, 30 minutes. Right. Right. Yeah. Still inconvenient, but yes. Mom's better about, about it, I think. I mean, I don't know how she reacts when they say they need to come get things, but they do come every Wednesday. They come after school and, and get their things to go to mom's for the next two nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like it on the weekends when it's, it's not going to be our weekend like this weekend. And I know, okay, I'm going to drop them off at school on Wednesday. And then I got till Sunday nights. Yes. It's yeah. like vacation party. Time. Yeah, I know. That's my favorite. I it's I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I I do prefer no kids, but I I do like the girls. I I do enjoy our time together. We do have fun. We watch a lot of movies and do we play games and do a lot of fun things. And they're really great kids. But I I definitely love it when there's no kids in the house. Well, it's calm and quiet, and you get a break, and you don't have to worry about 
oh, are they going to drop by today to pick up something they forgot? Yeah. And it's just easier. Yeah. And it's easier on boyfriend. He's much less stressed out when they're not here because he's he does all their cooking. He makes dinner. I don't do any of that. I don't cook, Lori. I do not. I You don't want me in the kitchen. Girl. Yes. <laughs> we are soul sisters. Oh, okay. I hate cooking. <laughs> I hate it. Me too. Mm-hmm. Worse. I some people get really artsy with it and they're super into it. I am not like that. I would rather wash the dishes. So, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> I know. Some days I don't want to do that. But I do, I mean, I get motivated when the girls are here. It is kind of nice. I get a little motivation, like, oh, I gotta, you know, make sure all the dishes are ready and mm-hmm. all that. It's kind of fun. Um, yeah, but it's it's definitely it's very nice when they're not here. Well, I have to applaud you. I mean, I know you went through a very bad situation to get where you are now, but you learned so much and you took that into this relationship to where you're really kind of like the fun aunt or the camp counselor. You're having fun. You're, you're letting him bear the responsibility of his kids. Mm -hmm. Now I haven't talked to you very long, but I do feel like if he came to you and said, Dana, I have had a crappy day. Would you please help me with the kids tonight? I feel like you would say, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if he did that every day, you would say no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, I've i been very, very conscious about what I partake in, what I don't partake in, so that when there are times where if he needs help or a little extra from me, then I am able to give it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just recently started taking Mondays off and the girls have late start on Mondays and we have them every other Monday. So I said, I can do drop off on that day when they're here, but no pickup. Mm -hmm. I'm not picking up. They have after school friends programs they do. And I know they want me to pick them up. They've hinted at it. And I just am like, nope. I no, I will drop off, but Mondays are my, my mental health day. I have the house to myself, no kids, no man. Mm-hmm. And I do whatever I need to do. And I'm not going to go worry about picking two different kids up at two different times. Right. And, and because that yeah. would cut into what, two, three hours of your time that. Yeah. By you not yeah, picking I mean, them up that you get alone. Yeah. One, one gets out at two twenty. So oh I, yeah. Girl, I yeah. don't know about you, but when you're at home. You get up in the morning, you might piddle around the house and do something, and you look at the clock, and it's 1 o'clock. I know. <laughs> You're like, whoa, all I've had is, like, breakfast and coffee. What happened to the day? I yeah. I was, like, 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. felt like you were productive up until the point you looked at the clock. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm, I'm very good at, um, you know, saying this is what I will help with, and, and these, you know, I won't help with other things. And he's very understanding of that. So the mornings that you take them to school, Mm -hmm. do you help get them ready? When I say help get them ready, I know they're older, but do you Mm. make sure you brush your teeth, make sure you get your book bag? No, they do all that. It's funny because and they're old enough. They get ready on their own. They're fine. They make their own breakfast. But it's funny. I've, I've seen times where dad is here and he does do a lot of like nagging, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your hair, da, da, da. And if you just leave them alone, they do it. So 
yeah. So those mornings, yeah. Some some mornings, it depends on the day. I will open the bedroom door and I'll play music and I'll get ready in the bathroom and they're coming and going and the animals are coming and going. And some days I leave the door closed until it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And it they, just depends on what you need that day. Right. It depends on what I need that day. I never, they're fine with it. They don't ever ask me. They don't, they're, they're like, oh, hey, hi. Okay. Let's go to school. Yeah. So do you have a relationship with Bio Mom? We get along. She kind of intimidates me. She's she's a therapist and she's a mess, which is why I don't want my real name because I don't want her to hear this ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's a therapist and she, yeah, we text. I She'll, there are times when I really like her and really appreciate her because she is, she's very good at planning I have like a whiteboard calendar that I decided to do for the house so I can put the, you know, mom, dad schedule on. I can put their extracurricular activities, all their dance classes and, and things and write it all on the schedule so that when they're here, you know, anybody has a question about what's going on, look at the calendar. I made it up. Tell me what you want on there. I'll make it up. And so mom will send me the schedule, but I mean, it's pretty simple. I can figure it out too. Right. So yeah, like we'll, we'll text. I try, I try to avoid her, I think, because I've found myself like one time we were texting whatever about, and she'll throw in little, little jabs at my boyfriend. And it's funny, you know, at first it's like, oh, well, he didn't tell me, you know, I'll say, you know, well, he didn't tell me about that. And she's like, well, he's had the date for weeks. I don't know why he didn't tell you. And I'm like, I don't know. So we could easily go down that rabbit hole. Yes. And I could be like buddy, buddy with her and get to know her, you know, and do that. But I, I don't want to do that. No. Yeah. So, so I try and I, yeah, I try to limit my interactions with her. She is, <laughs> she's very interesting she she sends text messages it doesn't matter to who I think it's to everybody in her life she'll send you know like a book of a text message (laughs) and she'll say all these things that you know I I didn't ask for that information I don't need to know that I don't need to know what time your first client is or the fact that they're suicidal or you know what time you're going here or that I don't need to know that all I need to know is do I need to you know pick up or whatever that's right so she gives all this extra info that nobody asks for. Um, and I just don't respond to those things. Mm-hmm. I, I like, you can look back in our text messages, you know, hers are always very lengthy and mine are like one sentence or like, <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> so, which I is good. You know, I'm putting up boundaries there. I, yeah, I don't, I have this weird, urge to like be her best friend and I think it could be because partly because my mom and my stepmom were really good friends when I grew up after a while yeah and then also with my the first blend me and that bio mom were like two peas in a pod and so my instinct is like oh just be best friends with her and we can all be one big happy family and it'll be great but then my rational side is like, no, 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 that's probably not a good idea. And things could go well. 
and stay that way, things could go well and then turn bad. Yeah. Yeah. And she, my uh, boyfriend does not like her. He's, he very much tries to avoid her. He has her on silent on his phone because he gets anxiety. Anytime, anytime his phone would go off and he'd get a text message, he would get anxiety that it was her talking about something. She's always laying into him, um, trying to bring him down. She will often tell him that he's a bad dad, that he's lying to his kids and all kinds of things that I don't know where she gets all this from. And that's why you do not need to be friends with her. Yes, exactly. Yeah. As a matter of fact, last, just last weekend, she, now she has a boyfriend. She's had a boyfriend ever since I've known her. We do, we've heard from the girls that she yells at her boyfriend a lot, which is what she did to my boyfriend, bio dad. And they like had a, they had a drunken night out a couple weeks ago and they broke up for one night and she was texting boyfriend. I'm scared. He's acting crazy. I don't know who else to call. 911. Yeah. And she said, do you think you or Dana could come pick me up? And I'm like, whoa, was about like, he read me the text and I was about to go into, you should, you know, do this or don't do that. And I stopped myself and I said, look, you make whatever decision you want to make. The kids are at the grandparents. Nobody, they're not in the picture. I said, if you need to go pick her up, then go pick her up. And because I, you know, that's his, his kid's mom. I don't know. Maybe he feels like that's important. I don't know. So, but he, he did not pick her up. He said, he made the right decision, I think. And he said, maybe you can call an Uber. And then she said, yeah, she ended up walking home in the rain. Oh. Yeah. So. But she could have called an Uber. I, yes, she could. I do like how she didn't just ask him. She threw your name in the mix. Right. But didn't text me. Yeah, but it doesn't come across as I'm hitting on my ex. Okay. Whereas if she would have just said him, we could have been like, oh, she's trying to get him to come get her. Right. Mm, Okay. But you are smart enough to stay out of somebody else's doo-doo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, whatever, dude. I know. Like, she's crazy. I know. It, if you need to, again, I, it's, I'm just going to stay out of it. So I know he's very much over her. They split up, a, a, you know, quite some years ago, I think like five years ago, but it was bad before that. And he was incredibly unhappy with her. And I know, but I have no doubt in my mind that he would ever, ever go back to her. Yeah. Is she a very controlling person? Yes. I, from what I know. I mean, yes, she, she, she controls the schedule. I'm trying to, th- I mean, yeah, that she does like to control the schedule. She likes, I mean, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know her that well. Right. So I don't know how she is everywhere else. Yeah. If she does like cause scenes, she's will cause scenes and play in like public places That's oh no oh yeah she does that all the time but they're always talking the girls are they are often talking about oh that one time yeah mom she's so embarrassing she got mad at da 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 and yelled at them and which she yeah she does oh that. so she's the karens we see on tiktok yeah. and <laughs> yes 
Oh yeah, she's definitely yes. You didn't give me ketchup like I asked. Yeah, yeah. There was one of the girls went to the like a doctor or whatever, and she was saying, "Yeah, they said they were going to give me a, a a lollipop or whatever, but then they they didn't. But I didn't really want it anyways because I don't really like the flavor they were going to get me." And mom at the end said, "Did you get your lollipop?" And she's like, "No." And mom made a scene and said, um, excuse me, she, she didn't get her a lollipop. And, oh, if she's not going to eat it, I'll eat it. I'm just trying to get this free thing. And it's like, what are you doing? Just leave it. What? I, yeah. Yeah. It would be so, different yeah. if the kid wanted it. Right. And her saying, oh, hey, you forgot to give little Susie her lollipop. Yeah. Or can no. I get little Susie's lollipop? Yeah. Yeah. No. Little Susie was saying please mom it's okay don't make a big deal out of it and then mom made a big deal out of it and you know what's sad about that is that those kids are not going to want to tell mom certain things because they will be afraid that she will make a scene right yeah so for instance say they're getting bullied at school just for an example mm-hmm. they may not want to tell mom because they don't want mom to bust up in their classroom right and start yeah, cussing out the little easy. kid that's being the bully Right, right. And you know, it's interesting because I feel like she can only do so much because she is a therapist. So I feel like that keep a little bit keeps her at bay. Thank goodness. <laughs> I know. Cause she like, she has to be, you know, the reasonable one. Like, what do you do? <laughs> so I think that helps, but yeah, she's definitely a Karen. So why do you think they don't have a court order? Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's probably because boyfriend just said, like, whatever, whatever you want to do, I'm fine with it. He's, you know, he's not pushing for anything. He, uh, he struggles, I think, with just being a parent. And I think sometimes he gets a little maybe jealous that I don't have kids. And that doesn't mean he doesn't love his kids. Right. Exactly. That No, not at all. But I think sometimes he wishes that he had made different choices. He's just said, whatever you want. Yeah. He, yeah. He gets, it's he easier that one. way. Yeah. Right. And even though it's a hectic schedule and it's, they're here, there, and everywhere, it's still better than being in the courts. Yeah. And it cost a fortune. And right. even if he did have a court order, they're... Useless to try to enforce most of the time. Yeah, I don't. And I don't think like mom's not trying to take them away. Right. You know, nobody's trying to. It, it is. I mean, she she is complicated and can be crazy. But like I said, there are some really great things about her. She's very organized. She can be very easy to work with sometimes. Mm -hmm. It just depends, I guess. Yeah. Well, and like but, you said, it's not like she's keeping the kids from him. Right. Do. Do they have. Does one pay child support or they just don't even do that? No, they don't even do that. That's good. And he's, yeah. Yeah. They don't. Need well, and she probably didn't want to do that because if she's a therapist, she probably makes more than he does. Oh, she makes way more than he does. So, so she would, she do would have to pay, pay child support. Yes. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's smart. She knows. Yeah. She's not stupid. <laughs> no, she's not. So, yeah, they just and. There's there's not a lot of communication between mom and dad about like what the kids may need. It's kind of he'll, you know, just ask them like, oh, do you have a raincoat? Do you need a raincoat? And then he'll buy him a raincoat. Or do you need new shoes? You need new shoes? Okay, let's go get new shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is so good if you can do that and nobody's taking advantage of yeah. 
the other person. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's in general, you know, things run pretty smooth, Mm -hmm. which I'm incredibly thankful for. Yes. It would be a lot harder to stay out of things if they were a a little more messy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Because I was going to ask you, does it bother you that she's the one that dictates the schedule? Well, here's the thing. It may bother you, but it does no good. Yeah. You know, and it, at times I don't like it, but it, it's not for me. I don't care about the schedule. I'm home. I'm here. I'm a homebody. I'm not like going anywhere making plans. I don't, the only place I go is Disneyland and I'm there like all the time, but I go with other people like my sister or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't care. I'm, I'm just here to hang out. And, yeah. And um, it doesn't change your day really a lot. Right. No, it doesn't. I can, my day can stay the same. If I come home after work and I had a hard day, I can lock myself in the bedroom and watch TV or take a bath or whatever. And I can tell them, Hey, I had a really hard day. I'm going to go be in here. And the, the kids will understand. They'll be like, Oh, well, the older one will probably be like, what's wrong? What happened? She's so sweet. Mm-hmm. But I've, Sometimes I, <laughs> I even like prep, I'll give myself things to do for the evening, like laundry to fold and things. So I can lock myself in the bedroom, but then I'll be out watching TV with them, whatever we're doing. And I think, I don't want to go lock myself in the room. I want to be out here with everybody. Mm-hmm. So I do that. Yeah. And you have that option. Right. Sometimes yeah. just knowing you have the option takes a lot of that anxiety away. Right. And your boyfriend's not saying you need to come in here and hang out with us and play happy family. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's very respectful. I, there has been times where in the beginning he did make a, you know, there were a couple of times he mentioned like, Oh yeah, you could be their new mom. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what we're doing. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. They have yeah. a mom. Yeah. I'm just camp counselor over here. I'm just, I'm just here to be their friend. That's, that's what I want. I can just be awesome Dana. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to come up with something better like delightful Dana or. <laughs> oh my God. Delightful Dana. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because I'm lovely Lori. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's hard though. It's, it's like a daily thing, like a daily, not struggle, but it's a daily, you know, like okay, I just need to walk away or I just need to shut my mouth or things like that. I mean, it happens every time they're here, you know, little things, but I'm always having to like come back and center and be like, okay, that's right. I'm not in charge. I listen to a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But it gets easier. The more you do it, it gets easier to where you don't even have to tell yourself, don't say anything, don't say anything. You just automatically don't say anything. Good. Because right now it's still definitely, it's on my mind. Yes. Yeah. And because we're, I mean, it's still so new. I haven't even, you know, I, well, next month will be one year that I've been here living with them. So we're, you know, that was kind of the thing too. It's like I moved in so fast and I thought, well, you know, we're all just getting to know each other here. I'm I'm not here to like be the boss of anybody. I just, just want to get to know everybody and kind of figure out our routine and what we're all about. Right. And if you only have them half the time, you've only been around them a half a year. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it takes time to build those relationships. Yeah. 
And you will get to the point that, just say, for instance, the TV's too loud. You will get to a point that you can say, hey, little Susie, do you mind cutting that down a little bit? And it not be a big deal. Yeah. And that's stuff like that is really like the TV. That's not, it's never been an issue. (sighs) You are blessed. We need to write that down. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, there's, I mean, these, these kids really are really great kids. There's not a lot of issues with them. Like, I, I think if I were to come in and be like, okay, you know, my house, my rules and do all that stuff. I think the older one would probably be totally fine with it because that's just how she is. She's just happy and okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, I can, I feel like, you know, I, I sometimes will remind them like, Hey, can you pick up your mess or are you going to wash your dish in here? That's been sitting here for a week or whatever. And she's just like, Oh, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Whereas the younger one, I don't do that as much because I, I know she reacts a little more harsh. And I, I mean, I have like asked her to not to do something. Let's see. I'm trying to think of an example. Okay. So here's something we do at our house. We buy Costco size packs of water bottles. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's got like five water bottles open and nobody knows whose is whose and all this water gets wasted. So I said, okay, when you get a water, put a sticker on it. Everybody has a certain color on this heart, you know, this heart stickers, I'm pink. And so put your sticker on your water. That's a great idea because we have the same problem. Okay. Yeah. It's, that's like a camp counselor solution right there. Here, use these dollar store stickers. Throw that on there. Yeah. No, we had colored cups and plates and towels and all that, but. Oh, that's a good idea. I like the stickers. Oh, I like the color-coded towels because that's a thing too. But so the, <laughs> so the water bottle, so the younger one, she always has, she's, I want to say like, I don't want to talk bad about her, but like, she's always the one that has all the water bottles. And so the other day she went to grab one and I, I looked at her and I go, oh, you have one open already over there on the couch. And she just looked at me and was like, what? And looked over there and looked back at me. I mean, we're sitting right across the table. And she then opened the new water bottle. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not the one paying for the water. Mm -hmm. Whatever, dude. (laughs) Uh, So I, you know, I can only do so much. Here's my my sticker solution. And some of us are going to do it. And some of us are not going to do it. And that's just the way it is. She's the rebel child. Yeah. She's a, a lot like her mom. I can see it now. If I was in a step family growing up, I've told y'all this before, I would have been a horrible stepchild. <laughs> but I can see if my stepmom said, put this sticker on there so everybody knows whose is theirs. Mm-hmm. I would say, well, if, if you all put stickers on yours, we'll know mine's the one without a sticker. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of how it is now. Like, but that would be my way of not doing what yeah. the step parents said. Right. Yeah. You know, like, that makes no sense. Why do I need to do it if y'all were doing it? I know. Yeah. yeah. So that's like, there's little things like that I try to I try to help with. You know, I'm helping dad because dad gets stressed out about the water bottles and the wasting water and, you know, but mm-hmm. I can only do so much. I would be surprised if that's not a constant battle in every home. Right. That, that yeah. uses water bottles. Right. And that's the thing too, is I got to... I got to take myself, you know, out of the picture and think, would they be doing the same thing with 
their mom or their dad. Like, it's probably not just me. No, it's not you. And it's not, yeah. oh, let's make Dana mad and open another water bottle. But right. the fact that she did look at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was thinking, all right, little Miss Prius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she kind of. So I said, mom kind of intimidates me by a mom and, and the 10 year old kind of intimidates me too. Cause she's a lot like mom. Yeah. There's definitely a difference in the 12 year old and the 10 year old, the, the 12 year old's very easygoing, laid back. The 10 year old is the one that does the door slamming and things like she told, she told her sister one time that she should go kill herself. <gasps> oh yeah. Things like that. So oh. yeah. She's going to be the problem child for sure. Y- yes. Yes. So I am trying very much now to not push anything. I, I don't want to get on her bad side. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be the one that's going to be enforcing things for her. Mm-hmm. I would assume she does this behavior at her mom's too. Yes. I think that mom acts probably very similar Yeah. to the way the 10 year old is acting. So the mom's not going to go, oh, let's get you therapy. I don't think so. Yeah. Because you yeah, can see it in other people's kids all day long, but you don't see it right, on your own. Right, right. And she's a therapist, so mm-hmm. she knows best. Yes, of course she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I predict some some issues to come with the younger one. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I, I tell people this all the time, but I mean it. We're going to have to have you back in a couple years, see what's going on with that little girl. Exactly. That's what I was thinking too. Like, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. She's going to be 11 in a couple of weeks. So give it like yeah. a couple more years. But you said something in the very beginning that I think is very important that we all remember. These kids are going through things too. Yeah. They are shuffling back and forth between mom and dads. They probably have different rules at different homes if they have any. Right. No. It's probably night and day between the two homes. Yeah. In some degree. Yeah. And they're, even though their parents have been split up for a while, it's still not easy. Yeah. They're still dealing with their parents splitting up. Yes. And how long has their mom been in another relationship? She was in one, I think, just a few months before I met boyfriend was when she met her, her new boyfriend. Okay. So they, they had been split up for a while, but they were still living in the same house. But boyfriend was couch surfing as much as he could other mm-hmm. at other places. And then they finally sold that house. And then, yeah, she bought a house. We are renting. So I think that really did it was like them getting separate living spaces. And then, yeah, I think she had a boyfriend pretty quick. And then, you know, he was pretty quick after that too for me right so that's a lot of changes for those kids to go through mm-hmm. and mom's boyfriend has two boys and oh yeah they're a couple years older than the girls and the girls don't really like them of course not i know and mom's always you know she'll post pictures and oh brady bunch family and she calls them she calls the boys you know their brothers and I, yeah, I don't like that. I, you know, I had a stepmom growing up. I had a step sibling that I did not like. She was very mean to me. So I feel for them, you know, and, and my stepmom here, so I, we haven't even talked about my stepmom. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking. We got to talk about I that know. too. I know. So when, when my stepmom married my dad, she said, oh, you call me mom now. <gasps> yeah. 
So I, that's another reason why I am the way I am with these girls, because I think, you know, I don't want to make that, I don't want to do that to them, you know, coming in, they're already older. I'm, I don't, I'm not their mom. And how old were you when you got the stepmom that said, Hey, call me mom. Probably eight. Oh, okay. Maybe seven. Mm -hmm. I was pretty young, but my mom was still around. I was living with my mom. I wasn't even living with my dad. And she's like, well, you call me mom now. Thanks, but no thanks, lady. (laughs) Yeah. So, so when, yeah. And it came up, it comes up years later than I, I call her mom when I'm talking to her, but when I'm talking about her, I call her by her first name. And I was on the phone with someone and was talking, you know, said, oh no, I'm here with so-and-so. And I got off the phone. Oh, you're going to love this, Lori. I got off the phone and this is, wait, sorry. I, this whole story. I was like 25 probably. So out of the house, already grown up, have a great relationship with my mom. Mm -hmm. And so, okay. So I get off the phone and she looks at me and she says, do you not consider me your mom? (laughs) And and I'm like, well, I mean, you're my stepmom and I love you. I love how your voice went up about 10 octaves there. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm like, I heard my mom. I don't know. I didn't know what to say. Like, what do you say to that? I would say, well, the person I was talking to wouldn't understand if I just said my mom. Yeah. That's probably, I probably did that. I probably said, well, it's, you know, I talk when I talk about you, but yeah, she, she would get very upset when she would hear me call her by her first name. Ugh. Did your mom know that she said to call her mom? I don't know if she knew. I was living with my mom up until I was about 11. And then I actually did move in with dad's stepmom. Okay. I don't know that. I mean, I was so little. I don't think I ever told my mom that. She probably just didn't know. And she probably didn't even know that we called her mom because anytime I was with my, my mom, I'd call her, call my stepmom by her first name. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, she knows now, you know, older. I, but I think she, she probably didn't know right away. Why did you end up going to live with your dad? My sisters went to live with my dad one by one. My my mom, I love her, but she's very sensitive. And us girls started to get older, become teenagers, cause problems. And she didn't really know what to do. And my stepmom said, I'll take them. So my dad, so it, it was my older sister first. She actually got into a lot of trouble and was going down a bad path and my mom couldn't handle her anymore. So she went to live with dad. And then the next one, my, so the middle sister actually has down syndrome and eventually my mom couldn't handle whatever it was. I don't know. I've never really like discussed it in detail with her. So that, that sister went to live with dad and stepmom. And then I was there with my mom for a while, my mom and, and stepdad probably. And then I just was like, I want to be with my sisters. I want like a change. I want to move cities and move schools and go be with my sister. And this will be fun. Yeah. And it was. How far away did your parents live apart? So when I first moved in with dad and stepmom, they were probably about 15 minutes apart. Okay. And then because we were living with dad, my mom slowly started moving farther and farther away. And eventually then she was living down near LA. Okay. But that was when I was in high school. 
So it, I mean, I could see her whenever I wanted, whenever I moved in with my dad, I saw her all the time. Mm-hmm. And then getting older, start doing your own thing, have your own friends, have your own plans. And then I think mom just felt like, like we didn't need her anymore, which was not what we need. I needed her to stay close. <laughs> right. But at least it wasn't you and your mom got in this big fight and you told her you wish that she didn't exist and you went and moved with your dad. Yeah. No, nothing like that. No. Not with me. I think my my older sister was probably a little more like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nothing dramatic. Just um, I just wanted to be with my sisters. Yeah. Which yeah. is understandable. Yeah. So what about your relationship as far as stepdads go? You had a stepdad. I've had many. Oh, really? Yeah. So my mom has been married a few other times since my dad. So my mom was kind of lost for a while and yeah, she married a few other people and divorced them. She's been, Lori, I don't know if you want to put this on your podcast, but she's been, been with some ladies. <laughs> That's um, fine. Okay. She's been with, um, like at one point she was married and then they also had like a girlfriend. So it was like a, a three people relationship. Okay. So my mom's been pretty like free and just doing her own thing and trying to find herself. Yeah. But never was never happy in a relationship. And then let's see. So my dad and my stepmom were married for about 22 years, 23 years, maybe. And then my dad left my stepmom and my mom and my dad are back together. I knew you were going to say that. Whoa, weird. <laughs> How'd you know that? That happens more than people realize. What? Yes. I thought it was, I thought my mom's just like, just did a full loop and I couldn't find herself. I don't know. I I didn't realize. Yeah. They're back together. Yeah. What, what amazes me is the ones that have those gaps like that. Yeah. In between. Yeah. Five, 10, 15. Yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess your dad was just like, well, I love her. And he probably never got over loving her. No. And him and my stepmom did not have the greatest relationship. It was pretty rocky. They had even separated for a while and then got back together. But we always knew, you know, they're not, they weren't very happy together. And my mom was never happy with anybody else. Yeah. And they got back together and they're incredibly happy together. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird. I do feel I, I had mixed feelings. Actually, when it happened, I was not happy about it. I was mad that my dad was leaving my stepmom. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm like, dude, like she's put in all this time. And even though I didn't want her around, she did a lot of really great things for me and helped raise me in a way that my, my mom couldn't have. And she willingly took on three kids. Yep. She willingly took us on which is huge. Looking back now, I'm like, dude, I would never do that. (laughs) How did she do that? I don't know. And she didn't have kids of her own, right? She did. Yeah. No, she, she, yeah, she had two older kids and then one daughter that was actually technically it was her granddaughter, but she adopted her and she was two years younger than me. So, wow. So yeah. And she, the, the little one, two years younger than me was always very mean to me and I did not like her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because she knew that you were taking time away from her. Yeah, probably. She was an only child before all that. And then poof, you got three sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were the closest one to her. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So do you still stay in touch with your stepmom that was your stepmom for 22 years? Yeah. I will once in a while call her and once in a while text her. We definitely had our issues, me and her. I have a lot of like resentment, I guess. I, you know, I don't like that she made us call her mom. I don't, you know, there was a lot, there are, there's a lot, there's a lot of time there where she did things that were not okay, I think. And I bet she realizes that now too. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. She's kind of wackadoo. She's kind of <laughs> okay. Well, maybe she well. does. Yeah, I, I don't think she does. I, she's very much in her own world. She is not living with everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but so I, so I, you know, I struggle with that because I, I feel like she's the one that was around the most, but she's the one that, you know, I didn't want her around. I wanted my mom and dad because my dad worked out of town. So there was definitely some friction between me and her. And even as an adult, like when I was talking about her on the phone and she said, do you not consider me your mother? And those (laughs) kinds of things just make me go, her, I don't do that. That makes me not want to like engage. It makes me not not want to it makes me have like negative feelings right it makes you not want to have a relationship with her right it makes me not want to have a relationship with her like don't force it she didn't need to right but with her you feeling like she was your mom was her proof that she did good right yeah and i do not consider her my mom i think that yeah hurts her feelings Mm mm-hmm Yeah. So it's weird, like growing up and I can kind of see it from her point of view. And yeah, I would be, I mean, I would be butthurt if I put that many years into someone as a, you know, as a child and then they just don't really talk to me, but there's just some, some stuff there that will probably never get resolved. Maybe the word confidant or mentor would be better than mom. Yeah. I like that mentor. Yeah. Yeah, she was one of those who, she would have been a great therapist. There were a lot of things that she was really amazing at giving advice and going, okay, this is this is what you need to do, or these are your options. She would kind of help talk through stuff, mm-hmm. but then she'd flip a switch and just actually get crazy and say things where you're like, what are you even talking about? This is not even reality. I don't understand what's happening. Wow. Yeah, so just, yeah, so it's a mix mixed things. So I learned, I learned a lot of great things from her though. I learned what not to do as a stepmom, which is very valuable. And you should never tell a stepkid to call you mom. Right. If they call you mom, that's up to you and the bio mom and your partner. But really it's usually best to say, well, you can call me your bonus mom. I, I don't even like that phrase, but yeah. something else besides yeah. mom. Because yeah. as a mom, I wanted my ex's girlfriends to love my son, but I surely didn't want him calling them mom. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I'm, 
They're like, I'm your mama, boy. I know. I don't know. I don't think they'll ever. I don't think the girls will ever do that. I don't think they'll call me mom because their their mom is such a has a big presence, and I would never tell them to do that. But I think about because I hear it on the on the podcast, you know, people saying like, "Well, what do you do when when they do call you mom?" Or that I, you know, I want you to be my mom, and I hope that I would say something along the lines of. You know, I, I love that, you know, you want me to be that, but you know, we got to respect your mom and you you only have one mom. Your mom is your mom and you can still love me and we can hang out and be awesome. And you can still have your mom. I, yeah. I'm not there to, I'm not here to like take anybody's role. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be their mom. I don't want to be a parent. Well, you remember um, when Ashton Kutcher was married to Demi Moore? Oh God, that was so long ago. <laughs> you know time flies the older i get it seems like yesterday to me but yeah the kids called him mod my other dad oh my god well of course that won't work with mom but i thought that was pretty cute that i like that yeah yeah mod mod yeah we need need to come up with something because i don't even like the phrase stepmom yeah oh i so i don't either so there was I'll tell you, there was a time when I took the 10-year-old to a bead store. It was just the two of us. And there was a very nice older lady that was working there and helping us. And she said, oh, you know, what, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, it's something for you and mom to do. And looked at me. <laughs> and I froze for a moment. I was like, oh, God, I'm not prepared for this. What do I even say? So I right. just, like, I said, oh, no, I'm, I'm not mom. I, I'm stepmom. And as that was coming out of my mouth, I just thought, Ugh, I don't like that. And it just felt awkward. It, I felt like it was awkward for the 10 year old and it was awkward for me. And I'm like, I don't know, what do we, what do I, what do I, who am I? What am I called to you? I'm, I'm not stepmom. I'm dad's girlfriend. Right. That's just hard to like explain it all to people. It is. And I usually would be quick to say, I'm not mom, I'm stepmom, like you said. Yeah. I remember we had went on a cruise and we were in the Bahamas and this lady said something about, oh, all those kids yours or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I re- yeah, I heard this the other day. I'm yeah. I don't feel the need to explain that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know why we feel the need to explain it to, to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Is it because we're afraid the kids are going to get offended or we want to make sure that if the kids look nasty, that people know they're not ours? Right. Like th- that greasy head yeah. young is not mine. <laughs> yeah. I definitely in the moment I thought, oh, I don't, I don't want to upset my 10 year old, but right. the, my 10 year old stepdaughter, I don't want her to be upset. Like this lady just thought I was her mom. How do, you know, I don't know how that's making her feel like she probably didn't even care. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, my God, what what do we do? I don't know. Did it scar her? I don't know. I'm sure she's fine. And she's I'm sure she's fine. Oh, well, definitely because it's the 10 year old. Yeah. It probably if you wouldn't have said it, she would have. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I think about that, too. What if I had not said anything? Would she have answered? This is my stepmom. I don't know that she would have wanted to to answer that way. I don't well, know. It, it might have been where she's like. This lady don't need to know my business. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, mom, whatever. Move on. That's something that really probably needs to be addressed more than we think. Mm -hmm. 
with the kids, once they get of age, of, hey, people are going to think I'm your mom sometimes, what do you think we should say when they say that? Yeah. And, and kind of give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. I want them to ultimately be okay with it. I don't want to call myself stepmom and they think, oh, she's not my, my mom. I don't, right. you know, I don't want to call myself dad's girlfriend because, I don't know, it just seems kind of. It's so old, like it's old school, but I feel like it's like floozy ish. Like, oh, dad's girl. <laughs> like, I'm not, you know, I'm dad's like partner, but I don't like saying that either. <laughs> Maybe dad's mistress. <laughs> dad's mistress. Yeah, I could be. They are still married technically. So dad's live in booty call. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm dad's living booty call pretty much. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to work on those. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's, yeah, I haven't been able to come up with a good answer for, for that question when people ask, but yeah, I think you should ask them. Yeah. Yeah. Ask yep. them. Ask them separately because one may feel differently than the other. Yeah. 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 Which they probably would. Cause yeah. I know with my stepkids, it was more when somebody would say that they would look at me. Oh, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is she going to try to claim us? Yeah. Yeah. Right. What, what is she, she going to say? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But again, mm-hmm. or is it that I just feel the need to clarify so I don't feel like that I'm lying to somebody? Right. Or is it just we just feel the need that everybody should know? Right. Because when a nuclear family, if my mom was out with me, she wouldn't say, yes, this is my middle daughter, I've got two other daughters there, such as, yeah. you know, like, let me give you the whole rundown. Yeah. Right. Let me yeah. give you my family history. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, I think my mom probably did say this is my middle daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, yeah. Why do we feel the need to explain that? Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, but there's no, really no, I mean, it's, it's one of those things you, you kind of have to, cause there's no like, word there's really no good way to yeah i don't have a title yeah <laughs> you've got a title camp counselor delightful dana <laughs> delightful dana there we go i like it well work. dana it has been great having you as a guest on our podcast thank you it's been lovely i can't believe i'm talking to you it's awesome oh that's so funny i know <laughs> i love your voice i love when you and david banter at each other and oh the, yeah yeah and the podcast really I'll tell you, I haven't listened to every single one, but when I need them, they are there. And yes. some days I need them more than others. And it's nice to be able to just take a step back and reflect and remember that I, you know, I'm doing okay and I'm doing the best I can and everybody is doing the best that they can. And just to have some grace and just try to love every, everyone as much as I can. Yes. Yeah. And you're doing a great job. Thank you. You are a role model for stepmoms, girl. Thank, thank you. I learned the hard way. <laughs> but you learned. That's I what's learned. important. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm serious. Okay. So I'm still planning on being alive in two years. Okay. So <laughs> make a note. Spring of 2025, I want you back on here. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, Lori. Bye-bye. Bye. One of the things that Dana and I spoke about 
was how by a mom makes the schedule and dad says, okay. Mm. Yeah. Many stepmoms will fight that and say, she's not dictating what's happening in our home. <laughs> yes, that was my British accent. But here's the thing. If dad's okay with it, then there you go. He doesn't have an issue with it. He's not willing to fight with by a mom about it. So let it go. And if you have an issue with the schedule, oh, you didn't know you were getting stepdaughter today, don't make your schedule around when you may or may not have the stepkid because you don't know. Make your schedule with what you need to do and stick to it. If you have plans to go out with friends and find out stepdaughter is coming that night, oh, well, have fun, Daddy. (laughs) That's right. So stop adding stress when there doesn't have to be. And remember, dad is not a doormat just because he lets by a mom make the schedule. It works for him and it works for them. Yeah. Um, A lot of times you find these issues where it wasn't a problem when there wasn't another relationship there. Meaning no step parent in the picture. Right. So I would like, for example, I was more willing to work with my ex. Until you and I got married. Yeah, because I was going, what are you doing giving in to her? Why is she making all the decisions? Are you not the man, David? But it it didn't affect me the same. When you and I weren't together, and if she wanted to make a change, I'm like, I don't care. You know, just didn't affect me. When you and I were married, now it did affect me because it affected more than just me. So I had to take that in consideration. So it just, it wasn't a good fit at that time, um, you know, after that. And so there had to be a change. And and trust me, changing it <laughs> was a bit of a battle, but there needed to be that change. And I do want to mention that you and I had an unspoken agreement, basically, that if either of our exes said they couldn't keep our kids, no matter what our plans were, we were getting our kids. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even talked about. It was a given. Yeah, that's just what I expected. And I think you expected the exact same thing, so we never had to discuss it. Right. So if we had plans to do something one night, and one of the exes said, I'm not going to be able to get the kids that night, then we were like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it wasn't, oh, he's picking his kids over me. It wasn't. We got to stop with this love hierarchy crap. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. Anyway. All right, if you would like to apply for a Nacho Kids Academy scholarship, courtesy of Sylvia Krakauer, go to nachokids.com slash scholarships. And within the Academy, there are video courses. There are boot camps, change your stinking thinking. There is an anonymous community. There are Q&A calls twice a month, and it is the only place that you can learn to nacho properly from Mm -hmm. the creators. That's us. That's right. Of the Nacho Kids Nacho Parenting Method. That's right. All right. Where do I find that? You can find out more at nachokidsacademy.com. Very good. And... If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, 
shoot me an email. Lori at nachokids.com. Say, I want to be a guest on your podcast, girl. <laughs> we accept all types. Stepmom, stepdad, bio mom, bio dad. Even step parents, even parents that aren't in another blend but have experienced parental alienation or anything related to the family court system. Yep. My favorite. We've even had people come on uh, two different times to discuss the different role. Like one time they'll come in and talk about them being a stepmom. And the next time they might come in talking about how they were a stepkid. Yes. We recently had somebody that did that. All right. I think that's all, David. I think that's all. All right. All right. We're going to wrap it up, folks. Go enjoy your day. Enjoy your week. We'll see you next week. Remember, life is good. When you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.